Are you ready for a fright? Can you handle a scare? This is your home for all things horror. Welcome to the Deadline Podcast with your host, Jay. I hope everyone is having a wonderful weekend. Um, before we start this show, a couple of things we uh, go over. First, uh, my co-host Dark is not able to join us tonight, unfortunately. Um, so, but the the show must go on. Uh, unfortunately, he had to work a little later, so he won't be here tonight. Couple things. Uh, Christmas Eve, I will be. Doing a live show, it'll be a short live show on Christmas Eve at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. <clears throat> and uh, it's mostly going to be, I, I will be doing a live narration, so make sure you check that out. Like I said, that'll be at 4 p.m. if you if you're able to. Uh, another thing is, I... Me and Dark talked about it, and we are going to do a giveaway. Now, with this giveaway, here's the rules. First rule on it is, must be a resident of the U.S. or Canada. Follow Deadline Podcasts on Twitter. Like the pinned uh, post that I'll be posting in a little bit. Respond with the uh, hashtag Deadline Podcast and the number to which mug you like. Then listen live January the 5th for the winner. The contest ends December the 31st. Now, if I remember correctly, Dark also said that he was going to sweeten the pot a little bit by adding one of his coffee mugs to the giveaway. Now, don't quote me on that. Maybe he can come on later or say something about it and enlighten us a little bit, but I'm pretty sure that's what he had told me before. Now... Today is part two of the Christmas Massacre. Next week will be the last live podcast for the year. Uh, We are working our asses off to try to get some of the best people on the show. We're actually in the works of getting a few for at least January that I know of. I'm actually in contact with... uh, two horror authors as well that I'm trying to get hold of and have them come on to the show as well. That will probably be towards the end of January, if not sometime in uh, in February. Anyways, uh, so with this, this massacre that uh, we'll be going over today, it's kind of short because... The time period that it took place in, there wasn't much detail on the story itself. So, uh, now, another thing is, before we actually get into it, I don't think this podcast for today, or this episode today, will actually be like it usually is. It's an hour long, Uh, but I'm going to try to 
draw it out as long as I can, because like I said, this story is pretty short. But, um, <clears throat> uh, excuse me. So, with this particular case, okay, it took place in 1927. Now, it was, it was for, I guess, around for that time period, it was a pretty big, uh, massacre, I guess you could say. Now, it's called the Lawson Family Murders. <clears throat> now, this actually took place on Christmas Day afternoon. Now, nothing screams Christmas like a massacre, and that's where the story starts and ends. The Lawsons were tenant tobacco farmers, saving enough money by 1927 to buy their own farm on Brook, Brook Cove Road. Now, this was right outside of Germantown, North Carolina. On December the 25th, 1929, Charlie Lawson murdered his family before taking his own life. Weeks before, he had taken the family into town to buy new clothes and, and, and to have a family portrait taken. Now, this would have been an common occurrence for a working-class rural family of that era, which has led speculations that Charlie's act was premeditated. <clears throat> now, keep in mind, back then, a dollar would barely... I mean, how do I say this? Back in that time period, money, I guess, was a little more scarce, I guess you could say. Now, he, I couldn't find all the info on it, but I know him for a fact, but his wife, I think they both worked on another farm, and then they stay, they saved money of their own to be able to have their own farm. Now, they originally had eight children. One of them ended up dying, I don't know if it was from complications or what, but he was really young, so it left him with seven kids. Now, weeks before, uh, let's see, um, Christmas Day afternoon, Charlie waited for Carrie and, and Mabel. Now, these are his two, or two of his youngest daughters by the tobacco barn as they were setting out to their uncle and aunt's house. He shot them with a 12-gauge shotgun to ensure that they were dead. He bludgered them. He then placed the bodies in the tobacco barn. Now, this picture, let me bring it up. That picture that's showing up right now is the last picture that was actually physically taken before the murders. <clears throat> now, from the, the top left, that is the oldest son, and we'll get into him later on. Um, second top left is the daughter. Then on, then from on there, there's the husband, the wife, their youngest baby, and then so on and so forth. And they had tons of kids. Now, <clears throat> like I said, that was the last picture, and we'll get back into this actual picture shortly. Now, let's see here. Um, short, uh, shortly after he returned to the house and shot Fanny. Fanny was his wife's name. Okay. 
who was sitting on the porch. Mary, who was inside, screamed after hearing the gunshots. Lawson, Lawson shot Mary and then sh and found and shot the two boys that were hiding. Now, when he shot Mary, which is his daughter, uh, the two boys, two youngest boys, ran off to hide. Of course, the father found them, and he ended up killing them as well. Um... Then he killed, after he, after he had already killed all of them, he then killed their four-month-old baby, Mary Lou. Now, it's thought that she was bludgered to death, not actually shot, but bludgered. After the murders, he went into the neighbor, uh, nearby woods and several, several hours later shot himself. The only survivor was the eldest son, 16-year-old author Arthur whom he whom he had sent out on an errand just before committing the crime to buy shotgun shells. Now, I don't know if that's a coincidence or or what. <clears throat> he sent him out. Now, if you look at the picture that I've got up on the screen, like I said, the son is on the far left. In that picture, he was 16 years old. This kid was huge. He was a big fella. Now... There's there's all kinds of stuff going around about this story. Some say that the father sent him out on an errand because he knew if he found out that he was going around and shooting his brothers and sisters and his mom, he would have stopped him, which just by looking at him, I'm sure he would have been able to stop him with no problem at all anyways. Now... The bodies of the family members were found with their arms crossed and rocks under their heads. Initially, neighbors were not alarmed by all the gunshots, which they believed to be traditional rabbit hunting. Now, supposedly, as well, back in this time, uh, late Christmas Day afternoon or whatever, it was a tradition for families to go out and go hunting. So... That's why there was no alarm set off by neighbors or anything, because they just thought it was a you know the the traditional hunting. When relatives arrived to the house to which the, which they had arrived to wish the whole family Merry Christmas, that's when they discovered their bodies. Now some say that Charlie may have believed that Arthur would have tried to stop him from his grisly dead deed and that is why the youth was sent to the store. Now, some say that Arthur arrived back home and raised the alarm, and people began gathering at the Lawson home, and others say that family members arrived to, wit to wish them Merry Christmas. Now, see, there's two different stories. One says that the eldest son came back from town and found his siblings dead. And another says, no, 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 no. It was other family members that were coming to wish them a, a Merry Christmas. And that's, they discovered. Then Arthur, the eldest son, arrived home. So go with whatever one you want. Because down in, because down in the comment, or 
down in the description, I put all the links, and each link actually has a different way of telling the story itself. Alright, so... Now, whatever, whatever one you want to go with, at the end of the day, they're all pretty much the same. Charlie was missing, which Charlie, remember, is the father. Charlie was missing... And that is when he they heard a single gunshot come from the woods. Arthur, 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 I don't know why the hell I keep wanting to say that. Arthur and the police officer found Charles' body and letters he had handwritten. Footprints encircled a tree. It was later supposed Char Charlie had paced before killing himself. So he went into a nearby woods. All right. And... He was there for two to three hours. At this time period, okay, while he was there for a couple hours, there were already police and family members at the farm itself. <clears throat> now, when they arrived and they saw the bodies, they, I think they already speculated that, that um, Charlie had already, you know, he was the one that killed him in the first place. Because when they were got there, he was nowhere to be found. That's when, a few hours later, when the investigation was still going on, that they heard the single gunshot come from the woods. Okay, And when they got there, there was a tree that was literally right where he fell after shooting himself. And you could see the ruts around the tree where he had been pacing around it for hours before, I guess, I don't know, it doesn't actually physically say why he did that. There's no actual uh, story to why. So I guess you can only speculate what it was or why he did that in the first place. Now, let's see. Um, the only surviving member, like I said, was this 16-year-old Arthur. Now, there were two theories of this story. Now, one was that Charlie had a medical condition that affected his actions and made him snap that day. All right, well, we can go with that first one, okay? <clears throat> so let's, let's stop at that theory for a second. Let's say, hypothetically, that he did have a medical condition that affected his actions in whatever way it might be uh, and made him snap that day. Now, what actually made him snap? No one knows. Now, supposedly people around town said that he, well, they thought, you know, he seemed like a really good farmer. That's what their actual words were, that he was a really good guy, he was a good farmer. Okay, so, and supposedly there was no real uh, history of any kind of, you know, medical condition that he might have. Like, it'd be uh, anything... That, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, there was nothing to show that he had any kind of problem. He was healthy as hell. So, now, the second one, okay, the second theory. This one, I kind of go on because when I was doing the research on it, there was actual family members that stated this as well. Okay, now this one is a little is a little more fucked up, but it's also 
pretty disgusting. Now, the second theory was far more screwed up. There were rumors that Charlie had impregnated his teenage daughter, Mary, and he had killed his family to prevent the incest scandal from being known. Now, supposedly, weeks and weeks beforehand, somehow his wife, Fanny, found out that he had gotten their daughter pregnant. As well as, now take this with a grain of salt, <clears throat> they, they also say that... Now, if you look at the picture... From the top left, remember I said that's the oldest son. The one next to him is the daughter, supposedly, that he got pregnant. Now, they say with this picture, this being the last one, if you look at her actual belly, some say that it was, it kind of looks like she was already already starting to show that she was pregnant because she had a little poof. I don't know. I think... I really don't think that's what it is, but people and other family members or part of this family said that it was. I'm not going to base it off of that because I know when girls, you know, when they're teenagers, hormones are flying and shit like that. So therefore, I'm just going to say it's just hormone related. I could be wrong, but that's what I'm going to go off of. But... So they speculate that he killed the entire family to keep it hush. So, because I guess he was... Now, supposedly the wife already knew that, you know, what he had done and she was ashamed and embarrassed. Of course, I don't blame her on that. Hell, I would too. But here's the thing I don't understand is he sent his oldest son into town so that he could commit these murders. Okay, I, I kind of see why he might have sent him into town. All right, so supposedly he sends him into town because he knew that his son would stop him. All right, I, 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 I'll give him that one. But why would he kill six of his seven children and keep the oldest still alive. Okay. So the way I'm looking at this this murder is why didn't he kill his son first? Okay. I don't know. Maybe if he had his if he was out out at the tobacco barn, let's say for instance, who's out there and he's doing work and he's got his back turned towards his dad or away from his dad. All he had to do was go up to him and bludger him or kill him or whatever and then go on with the rest of them there's no no one knows what the real motive is you're not going to be able to find it no one will ever know what the motive is so I don't know if he decided to send his son out to actually get gunshot or gun shotgun shells because like I said the son thought that they were going to go out hunting that afternoon, so he was excited about it. Or if he kept him alive because he was the eldest son and that he wanted him to carry on the family name or what it might be. 
no one will ever know, unfortunately. No one will ever know the truth but Charlie, and he took that to his grave. Now, the killing attracted so much attention that an estimated 5,000 curiosity seekers attended the Lawson family funeral. That's a lot of people. Now, at the time, family members were actually charging like a commission fee. Uh, it was it, The house ended up becoming a tourist attraction, and people wanted a tour of it or whatever, so they were making money off of it. Now, later on, the house was eventually bulldozed down. Now, I don't know if, even then, though, you know, you've got ghost hunters and people like that that will still go out there, even if there's no house. So, now, the son, back at the son now, James Arthur Lawson, the only surviving member of the gruesome murders, lived to be 31. So... When it happened, he was 16, but he ended up living until he was 31 years of age. Unfortunately, he died in a truck accident, and he was buried with his family. Now, he left behind a wife and four kids. Okay, let's stop there for a second. So, he's 31. I mean, that's sad. He died in a car wreck, but he had four kids. At the age of 31, this dude was busy. That's all I got to say. This kid was pumping and going, having four kids by the time he was 31. Whew. But anyway, <clears throat> so I think even if he wouldn't have had that fatal wreck, he would have probably still been alive. Not saying today. I'm just saying back then. Now, there are... supposedly documents and stuff that I've read um, that there was no actual autopsies. I don't know why they didn't do any. I didn't see anything. I did see the death certificate itself, even though I couldn't read the chicken scratch. But um, this... I picked this one because, not because it was short, it just, it caught my eye. Now, the story, like I said, was short. No matter what site you looked on, I looked, did research throughout how many places, but they all pretty much read the same for the most part. Now, yeah, this, I don't even, shit, I don't even know what to say now. That was can't really say short and sweet because it wasn't sweet in the long run and it ended uh, really bad for the entire family now back in night in the 90s or 80s I can't remember which one I didn't write this down to read off but I'm just trying to remember by what my memory can remember but anyway so back it was like in the 90s or 80s family members actually came forward and supposedly where the house was sitting and it was demolished and they were doing tours and whatnot, they, a couple of the family members came up and said, no, the whole thing started because his wife Fanny found out that he had impregnated their daughter. Again, take that with a grain of salt. No one will ever really know, unfortunately. 
Now, the fucked up thing, and I read comments from people where the family was buried, even the husband, they all say that he shouldn't, he should have never been buried with them. And to be honest, I, I kind of agree with that. I think that he should have been buried, I don't know, somewhere totally fucking different place, away from that family. Now, some people in the comments were saying that, no, he, he should never have been buried there. His body should have been burned. I read one where someone said his ashes should have been thrown in the sea or whatever, just somewhere away from that family. I, for one, he should have never been buried with them. But uh, now, when their eldest son did pass away, he was buried with the rest of his family. So, that's, I mean, that's pretty it, pretty much it for that family feud, I guess you can say. That's, it's, it's, it's very sad to see an entire family gone. I mean, it happens, but I don't know. That's horrible. That's for sure. Yeah. So, over the next... I would say the next few months, couple months, I should say. <clears throat> working on a lot of things. New stories. Uh, doing some really big investigations. And when I say that, I don't mean into paranormal stuff. I'm talking about into hardcore investigating into some of these gruesome murders. Now, let me pull up my list and I will tell everyone some of the subjects we'll probably be going over for now. Just or some things that have come to my mind. So a couple of the subjects we're looking at carrying us forward into 2020 of course true crime now i don't i love true crime uh, i don't want to cover that all the time i want to be a little this podcast will be different unfortunately if you search true crime podcast on youtube or anywhere you're going to see thousands upon thousands of podcasts so what's going to separate this this podcast deadline away from everyone is I'm going to take it a little step out a little farther. So besides doing stuff like that, we're going to do on this podcast we're going to do true crime from true park stories, exorcisms. Uh one that uh me and Dark talked about not too long ago called the Summer uh Somerset Murders. And we'll cover that. That's in Carolina. And we're going to cover that a lot probably as well because there's so many gruesome murders that actually physically happen there. We're going to cover some other stuff like demons, like Zozo, stuff like that. Um, there's a couple that I came across that I am going to cover and I find it fascinating. I didn't really found anybody else doing it. And I just call it Rat killings 
Okay. That don't mean people going out and killing rats. It's rats killing people. So we've got tons of stuff going on like that that we're working on. Uh, back to the demon part. We're going to do more more demon, demon stuff. Zozo, I just put that on there so I could remember demons in general. I don't really think there's that much on that. Everyone has covered that dude from top to bottom, left to right. Uh, Black-eyed kids. Uh, that one is kind of a, I don't know, iffy. I don't really believe it. I don't really believe in the black-eyed kids, okay? I'm just going to be upfront with that. I want to. I've tried numerous times, but watching some of these videos that of people supposedly catching it, you I, just, I'm a computer person. I'm a chef at night, but I'm also a computer geek. Okay, I have a degree in computers. I can't catch everything, but some of the shit that I've seen on Black Eye Kids, it just, it just, it just looks fake as hell. Okay, but we're still gonna cover the shit anyways, nonetheless. Just make sure if you guys out there, wherever you're listening to, and don't forget, besides YouTube, you can listen as well as on my host site, Podbean. You know, our newest person, our newest uh, place that you can listen to, iHeartRadio. All the big time places, we're on there. Just make sure if you have a suggestion or a topic that you would like us to cover or to look into or investigate or whatever, leave it down in the comments. Anywhere you're listening to us, I will read the comments. I'm always watching. Now, I will say this on that on the giveaway. Now, shortly after the podcast, I will be posting a tweet, okay? And it will be pinned to, uh, it will be pinned, so make sure you do that. And keep in mind, I've looked on all the podcasts and noticed, I think it's like 80-something people listen to me that are in the U.S. and and Canada. And then I've got like, I don't know, five or ten that are in Ireland, four or five that are South Africa, a couple here, a couple there. Unfortunately, this giveaway is only for U.S. and Canada at this time. Hopefully later on down the line, I can find a way to do another giveaway where it's worldwide. But right now, the it's only it's restricted within the U.S. and Canada. Uh, keep in mind, though, like I said, you have to be following the podcast on Twitter. You have to like the post. Respond with the hashtag Deadline Podcast and the number to which mu- uh, coffee mug you would like. Now, there will be a picture with four different types of mugs. They'll have a number on it, so you have to post with it. Then listen live January the 5th to find out who the winner is. But keep in mind, the deadline for this is the 31st of this month. Um, as well as I've got a short stream like I was saying at the beginning Christmas Eve it's not going to be anything like we're doing now in the last few weeks it's more of a horde narration it's going to be a short stream it's just a narration that I'm doing I'm reading a a lovely piece that an author uh, I was able to get hold of an author and got permission, gained permission, I should say, to read their, uh, read her story live. 
So we'll be doing that. We'll shoot the shit with each other for a little while. And then we'll be back to our normal time next Sunday at 4 p.m. Hopefully Dark will be able to join us then. Um, I think it. I think he just didn't want to come on today because he, he doesn't love me. I think that's what it is. But it's all right. It's all right. I still love the guy, though. But I think that's what it is. But, yeah, I, I, after he told me that last night, it, 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 it touched a nerve. I kind of cried a little bit. Maybe that was just sweat. It, it, maybe it wasn't even me crying. I think it, it could have just been sweat. I don't know. But anyways, let me know what you guys think, what you would like to hear. I actually have plans this next year. I'm going to get Dark more into the podcast. And what I mean by that, him doing some more, you know, digging deeper. Are we back? It cut out for a second for some reason. Anyone in chat, let me know. Are you able to hear me? Okay. I don't know what happened. The stream just stopped all of a sudden. All right, good. I don't know what the deal is. That's another thing. I want to touch touch base on that for a second. Keep in mind, I brought this up a while back. If YouTube is to go to shit by this next year, the podcast will still go live. I haven't made up my mind. It will either be on Podbean, which is my host, or like Dark said recently, we just go live over on Twitch or Mixer or whatever. So regardless, the, shit, the, the live stream will still go live for the podcast, no matter what. It's not stopping. But anyway, um, what I was saying before we got cut off, uh, I'm going to get Dark more into, into it. Get him to doing some investigations and stuff. I know the guy is tired. He works a lot. But he he said something to me the other day that he wanted to be able to contribute more. So I'm gonna let him do a little more. I'm gonna let him do a little do a little more investigating, I guess you can say. So make sure you also follow, besides following me on Twitter, make sure you follow Dark as well. Um Sorry, I had to... Alright, never mind, sorry. Anyway, I was reading a tweet. But anyway, um, join us, or join me, I should say. Christmas Eve, for a short narration. And we'll shoot the shit, talk about some spooky stuff. And we'll also, uh, you know... We'll see how many people actually come on to the live podcast Christmas Eve. And we'll shoot the shit. Just chit-chat with everyone that's in the chat that day. Um, let's see. I think that's pretty much it. If there's anything y'all want to ask or say, here's your chance. Say something.
what time I'm on. I'm on Central Standard. Now, depending on what guest I have, like when we had Swamp Dweller on not too long ago, we catered to his time. Normally, I don't shake for anybody. I'm one of those guys that will stick to his guns, and when I say 4 o'clock, I say 4. But for Swamp that day, I was like, all right. You know, he couldn't get on until 7. I was like, I'll do it for him. So we went a little later then. But for the most part, it's always 4 p.m., Unless, unless otherwise, and usually I'll state that like a week beforehand, you know, time. Now, as well as some of these guys that are, we're trying to work on right now, with their schedule, these bigger guys, they probably will want a later time. And if that if that's the case, then I'll I'll cater for them, just because of who they are. Um. Let's see, like, I'm waiting on Darkness Prevails right now to message me back. But the dude's never, he never checks his DMs, so I'm waiting on him. Uh, waiting on two physical authors that I know of at this time. I'm not going to say their names because I'm pretty sure people have heard them, so I'd rather it be a surprise. And I'd rather wait and not say their name until I actually um, have the green light on them. Um, now, I don't know if everyone's heard of him, Jensen. Um, actually working with him right now, we are going to hopefully get him on in January. Uh, right now he's trying to, according to him, uh, he's trying to get settled down, get back into the groove. Uh, so once he gets down, he's supposed to be messaging me towards the beginning of the new year and let me know what day is good for him. So he'll be on the show sometime in January, just don't know this specific date yet um i'm trying to think we're also trying to get southern cannibal on as well i'm letting dark take care of that situation on that one that one's a little harder so i'm gonna let him take care of that one uh there's anybody that you're interested in hearing it be author or narrator let me know you can always shoot me a tweet and i will do my damnedest to make sure we get that person um, also in the works, because if you've watched, if you go back into the history of the podcast and you look at the guests that have been on, they have physically have all been guys. Nothing towards guys. I'm a guy myself. But it would be cool to have some women on too. Yes, we've had a couple, but I think we need to kind of even it out a little bit I guess you can say so there's a few people that I would like to get on that are, that are on as well um, yes Swamp you do <laughs> the Shrek killer You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Swamp. I was telling all of them, unfortunately, Dark couldn't join us tonight. He said he had to work late. I think it's because he doesn't love me anymore. 
I wish he'd just be truthful with me for once. Um, I, exactly. So there are a couple of the, couple of the girls that, uh, I do want to get hold of and be, get on as well. Um, but if there is anyone that you can physically think of that you would like to see or hear, let me know. Uh, I know Madame Raven, I, I'd love to have her on I've already had Dame Saturday on. She was on not too long ago. Loved her to death. Um, I'm trying to think who else I'm working on. I'd like to get on as well. Uh, 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 uh. No, my mind. Oh, Gothic Rose. That's one of the biggest ones I'm trying to get on. Spirit is... Probably, out of all the girls, I could probably get all of them on except her. She's she's the hardest. Even whenever, when I first started doing storytelling at the very beginning, uh, here's a little fun fact for people that don't know about this. So me and Spirit first met over a year ago. This is before she even really had a channel. Uh, we both became official narrators for when it used to be Creepypasta Wiccan. And we both became their lead narrators for the channel, or for the, the website. Um, <clears throat> I can't remember who she was on. She did a uh, story with, a collab with somebody. And uh, I heard... Get, she got a shout-out off of his channel, and then her channel just blew up. I kind of went my own way after that. I got tired, nothing towards creepypastas. But after you've done them, it just gets so tiring of reading creepypastas. And that's when I kind of branched out more and started doing No Sleep. Um, one of the main guys that that helps run the website, I guess you can say. You know, I told him, look, you know, I'm going a different route now. Uh, and um, basically, you know, just respect my wishes on this. He didn't seem too happy about it, but I don't care. As long as I'm happy what I'm doing, that's all that freaking matters. But anyway, so we kind of split apart. Um, with, with Spirit, though, I've asked her recently, probably in the last week or so, about coming on. I keep forgetting she's in school. And she's always busy. And when she's not in school like she is right now, she drives or flies back to Texas to see her family. So that girl's always in school. Um, yes, that's another good one. Zombie corn. I have to write this down. Some of these I've heard of. Some of these others I have not Yeah, Swamp, I was telling them that some of the other people that we're trying to get hold of, but we still haven't heard from Southern Cannibal. And I told Dark the other day, I said, hey, man, remember what Swamp said? If we can't get hold of him to tell him, he'll kick him in the balls. So, here's your chance. Yeah, he, he's hard to get hold of. I've been trying to get hold of Darkness Prevails as well, but 
I don't think he's he's not on as much as he usually is. I've got that written down. I've, I was trying to find my list of people that I'm looking at trying to get on. That was one of them that was on there. I just couldn't find my list of people. Let the list grow longer and longer. Yeah, if there's anybody else that y'all could think of. Thank you, Swamp. I appreciate it, man. I do a lot. Oh, speaking of that, um, Swamp is, I don't know when. He's got he, he's got so many collabs that he's doing. He actually asked me recently to uh, do a short one with him. So make sure you check that out probably in the coming weeks or so which will be on his channel. Nice. Yeah, if there's anyone that's listening that can think of any other subjects you'd like to hear as well, starting this next year, definitely let me know. You sound like me, dude. I, I'm the, I'm the same way. That's why, I like, whenever I write my scripts and stuff for stories, uh, Dark is like, I can't do that. I don't know how you do that. I'm like, dude, I don't like doing stuff at the last freaking minute. I have to have my stuff done like days, if not weeks, in advance. Done. Uh, let's see here. So what do y'all think about subject-wise uh, dealing with demons in general? Definitely cover that. Yeah, but like I was saying as well, the rat killings, um, you would be shocked how many stories, especially if you just type that in, how many actual stories. And I don't mean rat killings like rats killing people um, because of diseases or whatever. That To me, that's just played out. Too many people have died from that. What I mean is people have used rats way back in the day for killing other people. It'd be a bomb strapped to them just because they know they can get close to them. Uh, I've come across stories where rats have actually just physically attacked other humans. And I plan on covering a lot of that as well. The only thing I cannot do for quite some time because Dark will, will get butthurt about it is cannibals. I did two cannibal stories, and he didn't like that. See, that would be cool to interview someone like that, demonologist. Now, I do have a lot of cases that I'm working on as well that has to deal with uh, 
possession and demonic and all that. But that would be kind of cool to add that to it as well. And I might, I, I might be able to rig up something like that. I think I know, I think I know somebody that has studied that in the past. I'll have to see what I can do. If not, maybe that person that I'm talking about can direct me in the right way. Definitely interesting. Yeah, that sounds cool. And for people that are not watching this live, um, so Swamp was saying he knows a guy that uh, he interviewed on uh, on his podcast a few years ago and could reach out to him for for us to see if he'd be okay with passing his info off to you. So that'd definitely be cool. Yeah, because we are definitely wanting to start 2020 with a a bang. That's for sure. Yes, it would. It it definitely be awesome. Nice. All right, sounds good. Appreciate it. Now, the two authors that I'm working on right now, um, one of them has been around for quite some time. He's got a few books. And like I said, I'm not going to mention the name until I actually have the okay. I haven't heard back from him. I just sent him uh, an email not too long ago, a couple days back. So if all that, if that goes good, then hopefully we can get a couple of authors on as well. The only author I've had on so far was Kay Banning. And for people that don't know who Kay Banning is, let me enlighten you a little bit. Now, everyone knows the story of Jeff the Killer. Now, a while back, there was a contest on Creepypasta Wiggle. And he won the contest, Kay Banning did. And basically, now, don't quote me on this, but the way I took this is he basically won the rights to continue the storyline of Jeff the Killer. And he's written a couple other books as well. And he was on, now... I was able to get him because we're we're buddies anyways, so really good guy, really good friend. Um, but that's that's the kind of authors I'd love to have on. Really good people. So if there's anything else y'all wanna say 
or if there's any topics you would like me to write down onto this list that y'all would like to hear. Now, let me go through this again. I had someone say something to me the other day, even though I think I'll cover it if people are actually interested in hearing it. I think it's played out, and that's uh, SCPs. Now, yes, I know there's hundreds of thousands of them, uh, but we all know that it's not they're not real. I, I, I like to try to cover real stuff as much as possible. I'll do a little fake stuff here and there. I don't have any problem with that. Uh, of course, we already said true crime, true park stories. And what I mean by that, like actual real horror stories that happen in national parks. Like what was it? I, I, what was it? About a month ago, I think it was, where I heard um, two kids basically melted to death inside of hot springs. I don't know if y'all heard about that one. That was recent. That's just gruesome because the first thing, now of course they're not going to show any pictures, but the first thing that came to my mind when I when I heard that is, yeah, about these two kids that were, I guess they, they fell into the hot springs. And they ended up basically burning to death. But anyway... Um, the first thing that came to my mind, I don't know if y'all have ever played the game, I'm sure you have, Mortal Kombat back in the day, and there was a fatality where you can melt the skin off of, and that's the first picture that came to my damn mind when I read that. Um, Like I said, we're going to do more exorcisms, and I've got, that list is just huge of people that I've got. So, please... Listeners, if you're listening, if you have ideas, let me know. I'm always taking ideas. And I've noticed one thing with... with I'm not as bothered about... The, the places where you listen to the podcast. Because I'm gaining my subs from that. But the YouTube channel in general. I've watched where I have so many people. And a lot of them are returning to listen to the podcast. For the love of God, at the very top of my of my page, you will see a little button that says subscribe. Okay? Just hit that button. You don't have to hit the little bell. Trust me, I hate the little bell. That shit gets annoying whenever you have notification bell going off when you're at work 10 million times. Just hit the sub button. Because I know a lot of y'all are coming back to listening or watch. So just take that extra step and go ahead and sub takes five seconds that's all you gotta do so anyway we're gonna end this thank you for everyone that has joined I appreciate it make sure you come back and uh, check out the live narration Christmas Eve at 4 and we'll be back at normal time next Sunday at 4pm and with my co-host Dart and we'll be back for part 3 of and the final of uh, the Christmas Massacre, and that will be the final live show for this year until we re- re- we return on the 5th okay, of January. Uh, new things, exciting things coming starting this next year. Very excited. Working on a lot of big projects, people coming on to the show, 
let's go out with a bang for this year and let's start off strong in January. Thank you for joining me. Hope to see you guys Christmas Eve. Until the next one, stay spooky.